two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast. And folks, it is yet another first for the No Outlet Podcast. Tonight we have the very first sailing captain uh, joining our podcast tonight. The ocean is something that I have been equally in awe of and uh, terrified of at the same time. And maybe a, a better way to put it is that I completely appreciate and have the utmost respect for the power that is the ocean. If the ocean has a point to make, it never loses. And when I think about having the skill and courage to navigate through that power and the danger of the Atlantic Ocean or, or any ocean, for that matter, on a sailboat, uh, I realize uh, one of my limitations is going to be doing something like that because that is not inside me at all. Uh, but I've got news for you folks. Our guest tonight has not only done that, but she is a true expert at sailing and was recently a shift captain for a trip from Newport, Rhode Island, all the way to Bermuda and back again. Uh, so without any further ado uh, or unnecessary delay, please give a warm, no outlet welcome to Aaron Kehu. <laughs> How are you, Aaron? Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, the crowd's going nuts. You should see them here. They're very, <laughs> very excited. Um, okay, Aaron, we're going to play a game called 20 Questions, and it always starts in the same place, and that's with question number one. What yes. has a higher probability of being real, that aliens yes. live among us or that time travel is possible? Oh, aliens live among us, probably. That was an easy answer for you. Do you think they're here right now? Yeah. Well, very possibly, yes. I do feel like that is possible. <laughs> I like that. Especially with, like, the new uh, pictures of the universe. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not alone. <laughs> From the James Webb tele... Yeah, it's an amazing view, isn't it? Totally. Just billions and billions of light years. Uh, all right, question number two. So... You know, as I said in your intro, you've got an amazing skill, something I consider really cool and far beyond anything that I could pull off. So let's let's find out where that came from. When did you start sailing and, and what got you interested? Yeah, so I actually started sailing when I was uh, like 10 or 11 years old. So it's wow. been a really long time. Um, I grew up around right outside Newport, Rhode Island. Um, my sister was really big into sailing and my dad was a sailor. Um, so... I started taking sailing lessons when I was younger um, and then really enjoyed doing the keel boats. So um, I sailed smaller boats like Opti's, 420s, Lasers, one or two person boats, mm -hmm. um, and then started sailing on keel boats um, pretty much since I was 11. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's been about like 25 years in a long time. Um, and it's just so fun. And I've been sailing with. Um, you know, there's a small part of the crew that has been sailing since I started together, which is really cool. So um, you're saying that a, a group of people have been sailing together for 25 years? Yeah. So some of the people I went to Bermuda with, we've been sailing together all this time. Yeah. That so it was really incredible. Really special. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have like telepathy? Like you probably can communicate without the need for a whole lot of words. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the best part of being so comfortable with your crew that, you know, um, you can kind of anticipate what they're going to say or you know when they're going to yell at you about something. You're like, I'm doing it, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. 
So, I mean, and it's just so important. Yeah. So important on the boat to like trust the people you're with because, you know, when you're out there, um, so many different things can happen. And just knowing that you know that the, the people you're with are going to be able to kind of get through anything it makes it so much easier to do it. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Like, you don't want to start yeah. a voyage with a bunch of randoms. You know, like, you want to know. No. Yeah. So let's talk about that. I think that's interesting what you just said about the speaking. So, you know, talking to people is nice, obviously, but sometimes it's better and much nicer to be quiet. So in those situations where things are either hairy or they're getting hairy or you've got to do something, you know, are there any rules about, you know, when people are allowed to talk and and, uh, are they supposed to be quiet and just keep themselves? Is it up to the captain to kind of dictate that or like can someone – make you walk the plank if you don't know when to shut your mouth? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, we always say a quiet boat is a is a good boat. Um, I like that. Because you are, you know, if you're, you have to be so dialed in, especially when you're racing, um, and really focus on, the, you know, the million things that are happening. Right. Um, you know, and sometimes if people get a little chatty and start talking about whatever, and, you know, it happens because especially on, you know, a race where you're sailing for days, um, you can get, you can get bored sometimes, but you know, the Bermuda race, we, it was pretty intense the whole time. Um, and so we always say quiet boat is a good boat because then you're just really focusing on what you're doing. And then if anything happens, you know, you have to listen to kind of, there's not really rules, but it's more so everyone's kind of talking to each other about what the boat's doing. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're, you know, we have, um, instruments like computers that kind of tell us what our targets are and if we're not hitting those targets then we're talking to each other like okay what can we adjust what can we change um let's go faster because that's the whole point right is to get to get where you want to go the fastest that you can so it's just constant um, like status updates like just staying on top of every single metric you can to make sure that you're on track yeah definitely definitely and you know the in like the crazy moments like we always defer to like the captain and the owner um, of the boat or, you know, the ship captain who's on just to kind of say, you know, if there is something that has to be done, focusing. And then there's a lot of communication from people who are on the, in the back of the boat, the mm-hmm. front of the boat. Um, yeah, if it, gets, if it gets too loud or no one's, you know, you're not paying attention, then you miss an instruction and that can be bad. So, so have you done yeah. that trip? You've done that trip more than once from Rhode Island to Bermuda? So that was my first time. That yeah. was your first time. So was, All right. So what was, was your time. what was your target? Like, what did you guys want to do that trip one way? Like, how fast did you want to go? Yeah. So, you know, we were thinking it was going to be about four days. Um, just, you know, the historically with the weather um, and, you know, our boat, um, that would have been really good. It was our first, um, first trip for a lot of us. So there was oh. eight people on the boat. Um, and seven had never done that trip. Um, so, you know, my goal, obviously you want to win all the time, but my goal really was to get there safely. Yeah. I would have loved if we were, you know, mid pack. Um, and, um, yeah, and enjoy it. (laughs) Right. But, uh, yeah, we did and we did well. So it was, it was great. It was great. Four days. So you're talking, you, you take off and literally four full days, you are just out in the deep blue sea racing towards yeah. a tiny little island. Yeah. That yep. is so yep. wild. So is that the yeah. longest period of time you've ever been on a boat? 
It was, yeah. So we we ended up finishing three days and eleven um three days and eleven hours. Nice um, job. Yeah, it, yeah. It was it was great. Uh, it was really windy. You know, a lot of reports even going out to the race course that it was like the one of the windier conditions that that race has really ever seen. Hmm. Um, which that was a little intimidating hearing that as I'm like going out to the race course, like, okay, can't turn around now. <laughs> right. I'm in. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So basically you, um, we do to the, the way our boat does it, both do it all different ways, but we have um, four people on each ship. Yeah. And we do it in four-hour shifts. So you're sailing for four hours, you're off for four hours. And then it, you know, you keep alternating um, basically all throughout. Um, and, yeah, it, it was really windy. Um, so it was pretty much 20 to 35, 36 knots, like pretty much the whole time, Damn. which is pretty windy. Um, so it was, you know, the first two days were very um like you know physically tiring and you know you're getting into the schedule and mentally exhausting stuff yeah the first few days were pretty crazy um there was definitely moments where i was like why did i sign up for this (laughs) (laughs) uh but then you know you we you know about halfway through the race we realized we were doing pretty well so then that kind of gave us like the next bit of adrenaline to just be like let's just keep pushing yep um and then, you know, and then you get there and then you're like, all right, we did it. So how <laughs> many, finished. how many boats were doing that race? So there was, um, just under 200. No um, way. Was, yeah. I think there was like a hundred and so it started out like over 200, um, signed up for the race. And then, you know, just naturally a couple boats drop out before course, it. And yeah. then there was this, the whole COVID aspect to it this year that yep. you have to get a negative COVID test to do it and a couple of boats had to drop off for that um so it ended up being you know I think like 187 or 190 around that so it was, yeah there was there was a lot of boats so okay and and what was the fastest time um you know what I don't know but they won they beat the record actually this year um I feel like I'm not exactly sure, but I think it was just over two days. There's a boat called Argo. Um, and yeah, they were kind of going for it to beat the record and they did, which was really cool just because the conditions were just perfect. Um, you know, we were pretty much going downwind, um, reaching the whole way, which is, you know, for fast boat reaching boats, it's like perfect conditions for that. So eight crew members, four hours on four hours off. How big of a boat is that? So we were on a 40 foot um, boat called it's a J120. Okay. Um, yep. And it's, you know, a keel boat. Um, mass, you know, it has a mast and a head sail um, called a jib. And then we use a spinnaker, which is for downwind sailing. Um, and we had our spinnaker up for most of the race, which was great because that gives you like the most sail area, um, you know, get you. You go as fast as you can. Is that where the saying comes from? Uh, I like the cut of your jib. Yeah. Yep. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I, I actually That's was the, just yeah, totally kidding. Jib. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Learning something. I like it. Okay. I have to imagine sailors know how to party, right? I mean, there's a lot of 
nautical type, you know, rums and all that stuff. You're pushing your limits, like you said, you know, you're getting Mm -hmm. stressed out. You're like, why am I doing this? Then you finally, you know, you're, you're, you're out there, you're pushing it. Then you finally pull into, into port. And I've got to imagine that that feeling of pulling into Mm -hmm. port and then knowing that at least you've got a couple of days where you can kind of let loose and have a good time. Then you've got 200 boats or some odd number of Mm -hmm. boats that all have the same number of people doing the same thing. Like that's going to be a party on a different level. Do you ever yeah. get do you ever get part like bored with partying with non-sailors? <laughs> yeah, no, it, you're absolutely right. It was so fun. And it was kind of crazy because we finished at it was like two fifty four in the morning. So it was like we finished wow. in the middle of the night. And then to get to the we finished on one side of the island and then the mm-hmm. yacht club was on the other side. So we had to, you know, we threw on the motor and it was like a three hour motor to the yacht club and you know, we made some drinks. We, you know, some people took naps. And then by the time we got there, the sun was up. Um, you know, we got, to, we landed at the dock at like seven o'clock in the morning. And, you know, it's like, we're on land. It's great. We also had to be in quarantine because we had to go through customs. Right. Because we were, you know, in another country. Um, and then like, you know, there's some people there already. And like everybody had dark and stormies in their hand. I'm like, what exactly? Because like, what is time? It's seven thirty in the morning. But like, is it really? <laughs> you right. know? And we're like, all right. And it's just so funny because my friends and I, you know, one of my friends who sailed with me, um, we when we hit the dock, we looked at each other. We're like, all right, you know, like check it off the list, bucket list. We did it. Probably don't have to do that again. And then you know, you start seeing your friends who are on other boats, and you're like exchanging war stories and. You know, our boat fared pretty well. Like, we didn't break anything. Like, other boats broke so many things and ripped sails mm. and, um, you know, like, the whole spirit of it. And, like, you really do feel accomplished. And then, you know, my friend and I, like, a couple hours later, we're like, well, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So, okay, what's the, the biggest boat? That's a 40-foot boat, which sounds like a, a good-sized boat. What's the biggest boat that you've either been on as part of the crew or – an advanced role um that's that's the biggest boat that i've like been part of a crew on yeah um you know i've sailed on other boats just like um you know um casually or like jumping on from boat to boat but for the most part um i've sailed with the same crew or the same owner and we've had different boats throughout the years um we started with um well, we started with a little slow boat, and then they um, got this sport boat that was, you know, very fast and very light and just couldn't, wouldn't be able to do ocean sailing. Um, and then that boat, actually, they brought to Key West. It sunk in the middle of the night. Somebody hit it. Oh, and so, no. yeah, and then they ended up building, um, designing and building a boat that kind of be similar to it, which was a really cool project. Um, that took a couple of years, but it was an awesome boat. And we still, I sailed that, for the, you know, the majority of my time of the last couple of years before we got into ocean racing. Cause I've only been ocean racing for um, the past like three or four years. So I've seen a video of you on a boat. I think it was a couple of years ago. <clears throat> a mutual mm-hmm. friend of ours showed me a video and it looked it looked hairy. Like I, I forget where it was exactly, but <laughs> it was pretty gnarly um yeah do you remember the video i'm that talking about um that was yeah that was probably the, the sport boat bella that we had before this 
Um, it just like looks really cool. It has like these little, we call them wings that go off the side. And, um, you know, that boat we can, you know, we've sailed, we've probably hit 20, 20 to 25 pretty consistently, um, on that boat where the boat I sail, you know, we usually sail around like eight knots, nine knots. Bermuda, it was, Bermuda was so windy that we hit like 18 and a half knots in first. For our boat, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that you're probably thinking of that boat. That one was a, is a fun one, but that would not survive a sail to Bermuda at all. Yeah, I mean, I was just, I, that was giving me anxiety just just watching the video. Um, okay, <laughs> yeah. so here's a serious question for you: How many sure. uh, sea monsters or mermaids have you seen? You know, I haven't seen any sea monsters, but there's a lot of sea life that you do see out there, which is pretty cool. That's like one of my favorite parts of offshore racing. Um, you know, we sailed through like pods of dolphins. We sailed through a pod of whales, which was really cool. Um, you know, sea turtles. Uh, we saw a great white shark, not in Bermuda, but last year I did um, Annapolis. Uh, I sailed from Annapolis to Newport. We saw a great white shark, which was, we made the boat feel very small. <laughs> oh my god isn't that wild uh, to think about like just a creature coming up to you and it's like that yep, big yep mm-hmm. amazing it just kind of poked you know poked his body out of the water and then you know sailed away it swam away we're like okay you forget that's all there <sighs> is it ever yeah um okay yeah, but so no mermaids no, no mermaids, mermaids. <laughs> yeah that's all right next time um all right so you being out in the water at night right so and and I guess racing to Bermuda is probably different than just being on a sailboat at night. But either way, if you're yeah. out there at night, I got to imagine that there's, you know, nothing but natural light, right? The moon maybe is out sometimes, but it's clearly, you can see the stars so beautiful. So, you know, yeah. with all that being said, it begs the obvious question, how many UFOs have you seen? Yeah. You know, I haven't seen any UFOs, but uh, mm. there was this one time we had this very strange interaction with something that came out of the water and it had a big spotlight and it moved so quickly. Um, and we were convinced that it was like an alien. Like we thought an alien was crazy. Nothing moves like that. And, you know, we've talked to so many people about it. And actually I think we're, we've come out. It's, I think it's like, it was a submarine, like a, not a submarine with people in it, but something that, um, you know, it's like, like a remote control. Uh, but it is really freaky when you're out in the water and you're like, oh, like there's just nothing around you. You can't see land for miles. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, you mentioned like the natural light. Um, when we were within Bermuda, especially like when we were in the Gulf Stream, it was so dark. Like you, we couldn't see the moon, you know, really couldn't see stars, not every night. And it was so pitch black that when you were driving at the back of the boat, you couldn't see the front of your boat. Oh, forget it. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a yeah. horrifying it thought. Was, it was that dark. Yeah, it really was that dark. It was crazy. And also, you just know, for the record, what you saw, I'm going to I'm gonna mark it down as a UFO. Yeah. I mean, just it, for the it record. It very could be. I know. You know, with someone someone uh, who works with submarines, we're like, they're like, I'm pretty sure it was this. I'm like, oh, maybe. Or Party maybe poopers. not. <laughs> Party poopers. All right. Um, exactly. So of all the ports you pulled into, Annapolis sounds cool, right? Obviously Bermuda and you've mm-hmm. probably, and Newport's a great town, but is there one port that you think for any reason, whether it's the aesthetics or the atmosphere or anything about it, that's like your favorite port to come into? 
Yeah, I I mean, it's always nice coming home. Of so course. Newport is, it's always great coming. I honestly love Bermuda. Bermuda was just like a utopia in mm. general. Um, and just like the atmosphere of having all the boats in one area. Um, so, you know, a lot of the places, you know, um, Annapolis, I've done a bunch out of Stanford. Um, and even in Newport, like they're kind, you're kind of scattered, right? So like all the boats will go to different yacht clubs or marinas around. And in Bermuda, everyone really kind of came to the same place. And it was so impressive how they could line up hundreds of boats, um, which really did just make for like a great party mm. atmosphere for an entire week. It was great. That's awesome. Now, is there a piece of, yeah. uh, obviously, you know, whether it's a trip, for a few hours or a trip for a few days, you got to have the right equipment, right? You got to have the right clothes, foul weather gear. Like you can't just yes. be throwing on a champion yeah. sweatshirt and jumping on the you know, yeah. deck of a boat. Right? right. So what is the one piece of foul weather gear that you absolutely cannot, that you personally can't sail without? Um, well, my life jacket. Okay. <laughs> that's important. That. That'd be mine too. Yep. Yep. Um, but I guess yeah, what I'm looking for, I mean, is there like a certain brand of jacket or a certain brand of, you know, sailing pants or shoes or whatever that you just like, okay, I, this brand, you know, is, is the brand that I would take on a trip to Bermuda. Or yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we have a lot of Helly Hansen. Okay. Here, sure. Um, which I really like. And I like Gil a lot too. Yep. So those are the two that I have probably the most of. Um, but yeah, no, gear is so important because. I mean, if you're, if you're cold and wet, you're miserable <laughs> for the whole time. Right. So, you know, it, it is pretty crazy. Like when we started the race, it was downpour raining, waves coming over the side and, you know, if you were completely dry, you know, on the inside. So, you know, when you go down below, you take all that off and you're dry, like there's nothing more important than that. So. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. when you mentioned earlier you'd been uh, 25 years sailing with one person and that, you know, eight, eight member crew, seven people had never done the trip before. And then there's 187 boats. That's a lot of people sailing. Yeah. Right? So I'm picturing yeah. my thought is how do you, how do these teams get picked? Is it like a dodgeball, like lineup at like junior high where you're like, I want this one. I want this one. There's a last kid picked or is it just, are you in this network of sailors and everyone knows who can do it? Yeah. And who can't? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a pretty small community. Like you, when we go to a lot of these events, like you see the same people, you know, mm-hmm. um, every, you know, especially on the East coast, you know, you'll just see a lot of the same people, sure. which is part of the great part of Bermuda. Like, you know, you're in Bermuda in a different country and you're in a restaurant and like you run into a lot of people, you know, um, which was cool. But yeah, no, I mean, most people have like kind of like their core crew that they've just been sailing with, um, whether that's just through, you know, connections with friends and, you know, building a team of people you enjoy sailing with. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's definitely, like you said, like picking people, like especially towards the end, like we actually had somebody um who had to drop out. You're like, we've been planning this for like the last two years, the Bermuda race. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in April we had somebody who wasn't, wasn't able to come. And then, you know, the, the owner, the captain, he had somebody as kind of a backup, but then it does, you have to find the right person. So it really depends on, you know, like on my boat, like I'm a teacher, which I always joke about because, you know, we have like 
a sailmaker, a boat builder, sailing instructor, a electrician, and an engineer. Like those are all, you know, like it does very well. <laughs> right. Um, and then here I am a teacher. I'm like, how did I get on this trip? <laughs> because, but it's important because all of those things, you know, if something breaks in the middle of the ocean, like we have a boat builder on board or right. a sail rip, they can repair it. Um, oh, that's interesting. And so, you know, people really do try to make their crew as, you know, well-rounded as possible. Um, and, you know, we're, we sail, we're like, you know, category one sailors. So we're like registered in like the international sailing world, which means that we're like amateurs, right? And then there's also this whole other side of it where there's professional sailors mm-hmm. um, and, boat, and boats that have all pro sailors. Wow. Um, that all sail in the Newport race too. And we're allowed to have pro sailors on our boat, but there's like rules that you can only have a certain amount or the pro sailor is not allowed to drive the boat. Like they can do everything else, but not drive um, because they really try to make it, you know, as fair as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm picturing like the perfect makeup of an eight person team. Like you wouldn't want to have like, you know, seven musicians, right? You'd, you'd maybe yeah. have a musician, right? And then maybe you'd want to yeah. have who, who's good at sailing, but you, you'd have to mix it up. So that that's the epitome of teamwork is being able to put together a group of people with different types of skills that work really well together. So right. that's really right. cool. Um, all right. Facebook, mostly good or mostly bad? Facebook? Facebook. Facebook, mostly good or mostly bad? Um, you know, I think it's mostly good. I feel like what you use it for, what it makes it either good or bad. You know, like I post the pictures on Facebook for my Nana and my dad (laughs) to see. Right. Uh, But, you know. I think that's it. I think it's like anything else, right? It's, uh, you can't really, you couldn't say TV good or bad because it's how you use the TV. Same with the computer, same with Facebook, same with anything. So. All right, exactly. that, that's a correct answer. All right, so let's imagine <laughs> right now that somebody out there, either in our, our packed live audience or listening, um, they're yeah. out there and they're thinking, you know what, I want to get into sailing too. I, that sounds yeah. interesting. What would your advice to somebody who wants to enter the sport of sailing be right now? Yeah, absolutely try it. You know, um, there are places you know, especially in Newport, Sail Newport is an amazing um, public sailing um, place where you can go and they, you know, they can, you can learn sailing as an adult. You mm-hmm. know, it's just kind of like how little kids go to sailing camp. It's not really camp, but you can take lessons um, and they have instructors that take you out and just kind of get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. Um, on these folks called J32s, they're awesome. Um, they have similar programs in Boston. Um, but just get on the water. You know, I feel like a lot of people are like intimidated by sailing or mm-hmm. they just don't understand it and don't realize that like it is work. <laughs> you know, right. it's so funny. There's like the spectrum of it. Um, but it, it is, I, I find it like one of the best sports out there because it's different every time you go, you know, depending on the wind, the weather, what type of boat you're on, who you're sailing with. Um, you know, I've been sailing for so long and like, I have so much to learn and I love when new people come on our boat because you absolutely just learn something new every time you're out there. Have you seen Um, the movie? What about Bob? No. Okay. Well, I I highly recommend it. 
And there's a scene. What about Bob? Okay. What about Bob with with Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfus? And long story short, Bill Murray has this really weird like um, anxiety where he can't go out of his house, and he finally gets out of his house, and then you know Richard Dreyfus is his shrink, and he's so petrified of sailing, but they finally yeah. they he meets these group of people and they tie him to the mast, and then oh they show God. him, and he's on Winnipesaukee, and they show me just going, "I'm a sailor, I sail." <laughs> I sail because I think what what you just said that made me think of that was a lot of people don't think of it as work. They think of it as like, oh, well, that's cool. You drink rum, you get in a boat, you're cruising around. But, you know, that's that's part of the that's, you know, a piece of it. But it's probably the vast minority of it. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So in college, I went to college with a kid who was really into sailing. Great guy. And his father used to always talk about, and my, my dad had a, uh, a 16 foot Amesbury skipped, not a sailboat, just an outboard motor. And he and his father would always refer to anything that was not a sailboat as a stink pot. And <laughs> I always thought that was an interesting way to put all non sailboats yeah. into this category of like, oh, you're a stink pot. So I guess, yeah. you know, is there some, some kind of not so covert discrimination against motor powered boats or maybe to ask a question a different way are sailors the snobs of the boating world <laughs> i mean i it's so funny because um i when i was younger i'm like i would never want a motorboat and like now i'm like you know what having a motorboat also would be great right. <laughs> you know? a bit less work yeah, <laughs> you know um yeah i mean there's definitely it's funny like especially around Newport, well, I mean, pretty much anywhere, right? So, like, we are using the harbor and the bay as, like, our playground, you know? So, when we have races in the bay and we're going around the, the buoys and, you know, you have the, you have motor, motorboat people that just, like, speed through it. And you're like, come on, like, read the room. We're in the middle of a race, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so, there's definitely moments where we're, we're like, please, like, or we'll, like, signal to them, like, can you go around us the other way? Um, so there's definitely that, and you know, you just get the people who aren't paying attention at all. Um, you know, I, you know, I think it's good to know a little bit because you know we're like, well, if you run out of gas, you can't get home. <laughs> so the, the we que- have <laughs> The question was, are sailors the snobs of the boating world? And I think uh, the answer is yes. I mean, Sounds like the answer is yes. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you grew up in Newport, Rhode Island, such a cool place to grow up in. It's a cool place to visit. I don't know if it's a cool place to grow up in or not, but I would imagine it would be. Did you ever experience yeah. the America's Cup when you were there? Was that part of your like interest in it? Did it, I don't even know how it how that works. Does it come back yeah, to Newport every so often? Or? It does, yeah, and it came back just a couple of years ago, um, which was so cool. And they tried to make it into like a spectator sport, and which is really hard to do. Um, and they actually pulled it off. It was great. They had, they set up, um, so people could watch, um, I don't, I, I don't know if you know Fort Adams, which is right down on the water. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yep. and they had the races right off, um, the fort there and they had announcers kind of explaining. So they were like announcers who are, you know, experts really commenting, like commenting on what was happening. Um, and it was really great because I think people were kind of like, oh, like this is what a sailboat race is like. Um, so that was fun. 
Um, they also have the, um, the ocean race that comes. It used to be called the Volvo. I think now it's just called the ocean race, um, which is one of like the most competitive races out there. You know, they race these amazing boats and they go all around the world and they mm-hmm. stop at different ports. Um, and it's coming back to Newport um, in, I think it's May um, of 23 which is awesome. They like completely take over um, Sail Newport and Fort Adams and there's like this whole little village and they do, um, you know, um, they do outreach for kids to come and learn about sailing and learn about like how to keep the ocean safe and clean. And um, it's really, really cool. And I highly recommend when it's in town for people to come see it because it's just really awesome. So somebody in Illinois recently won $1.3 billion uh, in the Mega Millions. Now, let's say that that person decided, I want to buy the absolute best sailboat that I can buy. What brand of sailboat, what type of sailboat would that person purchase with a a small sliver of his $1.3 billion? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, um, that's like the great, great, great question. Um, I don't know how I would answer that because like for somebody who knows how to sail, like I've always thought it like jokingly, like if I won the mega millions, what would I get? And it's like, I would probably get, you know, a a 60 foot boat that could go across the ocean. Mm -hmm. But then I would also like make sure that I would like to be able to hire a whole crew to run it for me because boat work is a lot, (laughs) a lot of maintenance, a lot of work. Um, definitely don't buy a, a boat to save money <laughs> <laughs> right that's not gonna happen there's a guy yeah and i forget where if he's in maine or massachusetts but he has been working on this project you could probably find it online where he harvested all this wood from his grandparents farm he mm-hmm. is building a sailboat to sail around the world um wow he has and here's the crazy part he's never sailed before um, so oh, gosh. I know, right? Sounds like a recipe that for makes something so, That bad. makes me so nervous. <laughs> I know. And I wish I could remember what town he is in, but he's he, it's taken him to this point, and he's got, like, a big part of the hull built. I think he's been into it for, like, a year and a half now, and he's got another year and a half before wow. he's planning on going. And he hired, like, he's doing it right. Like, he's hired, you know, professional boat builders because you can't just, you know, slap together a sailboat, right? Like, you got to do it the right way. Right. Um, but yeah. I just thought that was a really interesting way to go about becoming a sailor. Like I'm going to chop down all these trees. I'm going to build a boat and then I'm going to learn how to sail. Yeah. And then I'm going to go all the way around the world. That's uh, I know. ambitious. Yeah. That is, that's ambitious. I mean, it's all, it's an awesome goal, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do know. But. I'm afraid of sailing across <laughs> like Piscataqua. All right. So a couple more questions. We are down to our final two questions. Time flies when you're having fun. Okay. So here we go. Uh, second to last question. So Mount Rushmore, right? <clears throat> Mount Rushmore is, yeah. uh, as you know, because you're a teacher, it's this monument. It's got four presidents. And I like to give people the ability to, because if I said, okay, what's your, what's your favorite, whatever, picking one is tough, but that way you got four, you got a couple yeah. options. So what is your Mount Rushmore of sailing trips that you have yet to take, that you want to take? that I want to take. Yes. Hmm. Well, 
Yeah, Bermuda was the bucket list one. So okay. that one. Uh, all right, so four. I would love to sail to the Caribbean. Yes. Um, anywhere, really, in the Caribbean. I feel like that would be great. There's another race that I haven't done yet um, from uh, Marblehead to mm-hmm. Halifax, which is something that I would love to do. Um, what other ones? Let's see. Um, I would love to sail not across the Atlantic, but there's, you know, races around Europe. That would be really fun to do. There's a lot of good sailing around, um, uh, like the Azores and stuff like that. Yeah. Like in Ireland, there's like, there's like the staff net, which is like this famous lighthouse, um, races around there so it would be so cool to like travel to other countries and do some regattas i don't know if i want to sail across the atlantic or there's like also the trans pack which is from california to hawaii um i'm not sure you know (laughs) so how long of a trip so if bermuda's four days then going to across the entire that's got to be over a week right yeah yep yeah you know i you know, if I was going to do it, I would want to be on a faster boat, <laughs> so it wouldn't take as long. Right. But. Um, and, yeah, and I'm going to cheat and ask that. one more side question because I forgot to ask it, when, and you just made me think of it. So, when you're when you're eating on that boat, right? I mean, is everything just pre-made? There's no cooking. You're not pulling out a skillet, right? It's just all pre-made foods for four days. Is that true? Yeah, we do have um, a little kitchen, little, okay. um, and we have an oven, so we do make like pre-made um like casserole dishes kind of thing um but then we have like we'll make sandwiches um with like wraps because bread sure. gross on a boat so we we eat that but you know it's a lot of like protein um not a lot of sugar and like you know filler stuff and then we do have like we do bring like freeze-dry food um if we run out of what we brought um we did eat some of the freeze-dried food on the way home because that took that ended up taking us five days the ride home was a little bit longer right because then you gotta um, go all the way back. you gotta go all the way back you gotta go all the way back yeah <laughs> I mean, some people some people were smart enough and flew home but you know like i said being a teacher cheaters I, they knew i didn't have to go back to work <laughs> <laughs> cheaters so made the trip back um yeah no the trip back was fine though like a, a little hairy. The Gulf Stream is, is a little crazy, yeah. <laughs> but once you're through there, totally yeah. fine. Um, so what's the what's the next trip? Where where are you? What do you do? You have a race? What's coming up next for you? Yeah. So um, let's see. We've already we did uh, Newport to Cuddy Hunk last weekend, which was great. Mm-hmm. Just off, you know, the little island off the coast of Martha's Vineyard. Sure. Um, and then we sail every Tuesday night. We just do, you know, by the Newport Bridge and go around for a couple hours, which is great. And then we have, um, it's called the, the Ida Lewis. So Ida Lewis is a yacht club in Newport, and they have one from Newport. Um, and it's some version of sailing from Montauk to Martha's Vineyard, like Buzzard Bay, yep. um, Block Island, like those, that area. And you're out for like two days. Um, on the boat, yeah. So it's like a two a two day race, basically. That's awesome. Forty eight, forty eight to you know, however however the wind is, how long it would take you. But 
Well, so that's coming up. That's this month too. That's exciting. That's exciting. And I got to tell you, if you could see what I'm looking at right now, the the crowd is going crazy. They've got yeah. big, huge flags <laughs> with sailboats on it, and um, they're saying, "Go, Aaron." Yep. So I, I want to thank you for being on the on the podcast. I learned a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm still terribly afraid of of sailing in a boat like that anywhere. I think you should you should come you should come on down and try it. You should. <laughs> I mean, I look. Don't get me wrong. I've been on a sailboat, but I've been on more of like the you know huge catamaran in in the Caribbean Ocean with somebody else driving, yeah. and lots of rum punch, and not a whole lot to worry about. Yeah. Um, the, the whole idea of going super fast to Bermuda. That's the part. Cause like you said, once you get out there, you can't turn around. Like you're in, you are, and, and that's the part that yeah. always kind of gets me, but it was great yeah, to learn. Know, that, that was, oh, go ahead. Yeah. That, no, I was just going to say like that, what you say, how you're out there. It's like once you hit, once you're outside a hundred miles offshore, like the Coast Guard doesn't come to get you because they're not, you're not on the coast anymore. <laughs> that's, right. You know? so that's right. That definitely went through our head a couple of times. Just the pirates out there. Um, thank exactly. you for coming on. We learned a lot. Good luck and 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 uh, have fun on all your uh, all your future trips. And um, this you. was the No Outlet Podcast. Thanks, Aaron. I appreciate you being on. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for having me. All right.